100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos, and welcome to the Sports Hangover. Gus Kattengill with you as always. It's a fun day to talk about, of course, victory. But first, the first, of course, you know where we are. Midway point of your work week. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. Uh, yeah. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that, what, that Campbell Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? It is. A little peace and optimism for Eric Jordan Klebayer, Gus Cattengill with you, as it is the midway point of your work week. It is Wednesday, Jordan. I see what you're wearing there, buddy. Ooh. I see what you're wearing there. You gave this to me. What you're wearing there? A Pelican's uh-huh. hoodie. Huh? You gave this to me like two Christmases ago. I did. I sure did. Pels fans want to hear from your guest list. Kind of the normal Wednesday here. We added Chris Player, voice of your LSU Fighting Tigers at 1.30. LSU taking on the Gators of Florida. 6 o'clock on ESPN2 if you want to catch that. LSU 12th ranked in the country, 14-1. and one. The Gators, 9-5. and five. At 7 o'clock, it's Tulane taking on Wichita State. The Wave 6-7, and seven. Wichita State 9-5. and five. ESPN Plus if you want to watch it, 7 o'clock. If uh, you're interested in the tip time there, that's your college hoops sort of take there. Uh, Sean Fox, 115. Scott Prather, 1230. From ESPN Lafayette, Fox is up there in Monroe, Louisiana. We like to always get that, you know, feel of what the rest of the state sort of feels going into this work weekend weekend. Normally, we'd have Ralph Marlboro, and he just texts me. He has a meeting. Now between two and three, so he's bumping us due to a meeting. We'll have him tomorrow at one fifteen to get his final assessment on the season and his take on the playoffs. So we got plenty to get into there as well. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three is the way to chime into the conversation. You can also do so via Twitter. We'll throw out a couple of questions of the day here as well. We got a ton of NFL news to kind of go over as well. There is another opening. In the NFL, shockingly, it took a little bit, but the conclusion was reached. But, Jordan, uh, I would assume, I would assume that uh, there's really only one lead. Time now for the lead. The lead. The lead. The lead. Here's what's topping our headlines on the Sports Hangover. You know, Jordan, yesterday on the show... We talked about previewing the upcoming game between your New Orleans Pelicans and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I brought up that the week before, the week before, Anthony Edwards, right, who said, I don't want to be the rookie, I I want to be an MVP or I want to be a champion, all that other stuff. And then last week he said, we are a playoff team. We are making the playoffs, right? And I brought that up yesterday on the show and I said, Jordan, if you're the Pelicans, then it's time to to do that, right? I mean, it, like, these are the teams, when you look at the standings, that have been towards the bottom, that have been outside of the playoffs. If you want to be a play-in team, much less a playoff team, these are teams that you have to beat, right? Like, the Suns, the Jazz, the Warriors... The three opponents last week, Jordan, seeds three, two, and one at the time. All of those teams are substantially ahead of you. They've competed or won NBA championships. 
They have Hall of Famers. You understand what I'm getting at, Jordan? I mean, they, they're, they're above you. Yet, it's nice that you're competing against them, and that's all you want right now. But the teams that are around that area, like the Kings and, you know, others, you, you got, you, you got to, you're going to have to beat Jordan, right? You can't look like they're much better than you. And they led in the season series two games to one. And you watch in a game last night, and the Pels looked better than I thought they did in the first three games against them, right? They look like they've taken that step. And then you started seeing why Minnesota's good, physical. It almost like they tried to muddy up the game a bit. The Pels are starting to get in their head with the foul calls. There was some terrible officiating. They went both ways sometimes, mostly on the Pels, but terrible officiating. Fouls on Brandon Inger where he never touched anybody. I mean, just, it, was, it was bad stuff, right? That said, again, you're being drawn into a situation where there's clutch moments. Will Guillory brought this up to Willie Green at the end of the game. Six and three now. The Pelicans, the last nine games where you needed to be clutch. And you know what's nice to see? Jordan, tell me if one forward and starting to become a little more clutch. Uh, a leader. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Rumble, young man! Three tenths of a second left. Inbound Beverly. Half court shot. No good! Ball game! Not all heroes wear capes, my friend. Some of them wear number 14. Brandon Ingram with the biggest bucket of this season. Nothing but twine from 27 feet. And the Pelicans win at 128-125. So that's Ty Graffinini, John the Shazer, Pelicans Radio Network, as you heard it here on ESPN New Orleans. Now, you can always catch the games at 100.3 on a radio or do what I did, literally. I'm watching the game. Go to the Pelicans app. Download the app. At the top, literally, is the score of the game, and there's two boxes. Watch. Listen. Tap listen. Tap it again when the other screen pops up. And you can listen to it for free, seventy-five mile radius, which includes the North Shore. I know, I know. Oh, we, li- I listen to it. me and <laughs> yeah. Papa Kleber listen to it all the time. I'm telling you, when it gets close, I, I love Antonio Daniels. I love Joel Myers. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hint. When, when, when there's a possible game winner, just go ahead and pull that up. You can always go back if you got a DVR and listen to Joel and AD's call. But just, uh, just do yourself the favor. Todd lives and dies by every possession when when they tied the game. You know, oh. it was right down, right down the lanes. Too easy. Unbelievable. Yeah, too easy. It's right there. Well, here it is. We got three seconds. But look, bottom line is this. Pelicans, 15 and 26, 16 and a half back of the first place Phoenix Suns, Jordan. The Portland Trailblazers are in the 10th seed, 15 games back. Do the math. One what? game back. Game and a half. Game and a half. Game and a half. And the Spurs are right there at 16 back. Kings 16 and a half seat tie with them. Thunder 18, Rockets 21. Jordan, I, again, I, I, I try to not overstate or exaggerate or, or kind of, you know, try to make positive things that don't exist, but I don't think I'm doing that, Jordan. Do you? Do you think I'm doing that when I legitimately feel you are watching better basketball in the last month? You are watching, guys. I think not only we're past the buy-in, we're past the buy-in. The, the fact they didn't fold after one and nine, and actually, you know, went on the stretch where they won games, the buy-in was apparent, right? So th- then the narrative changed into, oh, here we go. Then it was Zion. Then it was the buy-in. Then they're playing. Where are we right now? Where are we right now? January twelfth. Are we starting to see a different phase? Do you understand what I'm saying? Right? So far, Jordan, we've had about three, four phases, right? The oh no, the first ten games. Here, here we go again. Right? And then it was, well, well, they even have ten wins. And it was still sort of like this. And then the third phase was, okay, Zion's gone for a while. That's my third phase, which you can sort of tie into the buy. I think buy-in was phase two. And the third one is, okay, Zion's done, and you're starting to see this team sort of, okay, who are we going to be? 
right, Jordan? Because we don't know. We're expecting February, maybe March. I don't know. But as Josh Hart, we played last week, said in a podcast with J.J. Redding, you have to think of it as, I don't, he's not coming back. And he said what I voiced about a week before we heard him say it in the podcast. That I wondered that in that meeting that Willie Green had with Brandon Ingram, I wondered that within the locker room, on the bus ride, on the plane, if a switch hadn't just happened where, hey guys, if we're going to be the playoffs, it's these guys right here. We can't wait for he who should not be mentioned, right? All that other stuff. Jordan, I think we're entering a fourth phase. Now, coming up next segment, we'll play a lot of the locker room postgame sound, Willie Green, B.I., and all of that. But I was texting you this yesterday, Jordan, during the game, and several other people. I think we're starting to see something else as well, a different phase. I I think it, it's, it, I, I don't know how to phrase it or name it, you know, Willie and his guys, or, you know, the, the Pels, clearly to me, and you heard this, I think, last week. Somebody brought it up. We're, we're, we're almost there where I can say it with 100% certainty. But I think we're figuring out what the identity is. This is just me. I think phase four is, I think the Pels have found their identity. And their identity is, again, it's my opinion. We're starting to see what the definition of a Willie Green coach team is. You understand I'm getting at like the Spurs are a Popovich. Well, what does that sort of mean? And, and there's sort of interchangeable pieces. They're sure you have that star in the Hall of Famer, things of that nature. But I'm starting to wonder if we're starting to see a different phase of what this franchise is going to become. I think. I think. It's this guy knows what he's doing. And we focus so much on the players' growth. Herb Jones, B.I., Josh Hart, the importance. You could see. You wish you had him in Toronto. I mean, his impact. We're going to get into all of yeah, that. This, I mean, we're going to get into all of that. Speaks but I fun. think there's something bigger. And the point that I'm saying is, you're seeing him be a better coach. You're seeing, you're seeing why Steve Kerr, years ago, there's the clip. We'll pull up the clip where he said, Willie Green's going to be a star as a coach. And I bring it up because David Wesley at the end of the game, and Antonio Daniels during a game brought up the move that he did with Valanciunas, taking him off of Carl Anthony Towns, just, just doing a, a piece here or there in game that made a difference in the game. And you're also seeing times in the game where, well, here comes their run. Oh, Edwards, another three times the game. And you don't see the Pels freak. You don't see heads down. You don't see a bad turnover. You actually see a shot made or you see a nice cut. Like you just see a team believing in what their coach is saying, and more importantly, he believes in them. Yeah, because to that same point, a couple games back, B.I. came up to Willie Green on the bench and said, hey, this is not working, whatever we're doing. This, I think, would work. And Willie Green was you know, willing to change the game plan, and you saw down the stretch that it, it did work out, Good and B.I. was right. So him being a player's coach and being able to you know, kind of give command right. to his what seems to be the face of the – franchise right now yeah, that's where i was going um i have that trust in him I, I think to your point gus i mean the identity is willie willie green this is willie green's team you're starting and, to see his imprint and right. you're, you're he's willing to like give a little bit of rope to his players to tell me if what i'm doing wrong if you're seeing something else and he's willing to make adjustments to whatever the roster is to your point and i text you this yesterday Right after the game, right? Obviously, the shot goes down. Game over. Texted to you and several people. Say this is absolutely, unequivocally, undoubtedly Brandon Ingram. Oh, it's his team. It's not. I loved what he said after after the game. He's. It's it's completely changed from the beginning of the Mm -hmm. season to now. You saw the water being poured on him, and he said, "I love playing with these guys. This This is my team. Like this is." What they should be doing. I want everyone to pay attention to this too. Over the and maybe it's just me, and maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe it's my own personal feelings because you know how my personal feelings are. But the other thing that I texted you yesterday about that is that you're starting to see when I say that this phase is the, these guys want to play for one another, believe in one another, are growing with one another, except one. Yeah, and I think and, it and sucks I, that he's not here. No, but he should uh, be. But again, who's, that. whose decision is that? Like I, I'm sitting there watching last night. And I'm like, you can't, you can't argue with me. You, you're you're going to have to do an incredible job, and not you, Jordan. 
but whoever would have to do an incredible job of selling me because that's where it would be at this point. You would have to sell me a reason that you can't get something positive right. from being that on that chemistry, being the first one to be on the floor to congratulate B.I. on that game winner, being in the huddles in these close games against the Jazz, the Suns, the Warriors, where you see the run, you feel it, you understand it. Because to your point... I can only watch so much on TV. Like, did he watch the game? And last I'm sure night he called them. But my but point, that's completely but, but different. But my point to your what you said two games ago, B, I said it's not working. You get a feel being there. You you feel the momentum change. You feel a guy fighting. You feel as somebody's doing. My point is, all of that is the the thing that that really gets me. In that I feel like this is the team. And it's it's going to be incredibly interesting because I I heard yesterday, and again, maybe it's my own personal bias, but I'm, I'm hearing Willie Green use the word work a ton, putting in the work. First one here, putting in the work. I'm hearing teammates play for one another. We care about one another. We do all those things. And I'm not saying that he who should not be mentioned doesn't. But I don't know how else you could take an action like that. And again, this isn't about him, and I'm not focusing on him. But you can't help it because I'm sitting there going, you know, which is why I got so ticked off the day the athletic article came out. And it's not Will's fault. He just reported it. It's his job. Right? But that's why I was so ticked off. I'm like, my dude, you've played 90 games and you're demanding we need better players around you and a better system. Well, you have it. Like, you can't argue. You can't argue January 12th to last year. That you don't see a team that plays better defense or at least tries. Can we just say the bottom line? They at least care. Like, they at least care. You're seeing that the head coach may actually know what he's doing. You are seeing evidence that the coach and one of its top players, and Brandon Ingram, respect one another, trust one another, and are starting to have success together. Like, these are all the Josh Hart interview told you everything that you needed to but know about last season. At. All of now. these things are exactly what family members or he wants. And you're not there. So my fourth phase that I'm seeing in this season, and I'm again, I'm seeing it yesterday, and I, you maybe saw it last week in three losses, to be honest with you, against the top teams in the West. They were in the game every fourth quarter. And these guys are going to battle together. And it's something that you... Heard yesterday when we were talking about the national championship game. Herb Streak saying, look, all, all these guys, Georgia, remember his comment about Georgia? There was only, there was only one goal, single goal to beat Alabama. We'll worry about NIL. We'll worry about the NFL. Everybody's back. Everybody, we got to beat Bama. It's this focus. And that comes through adversity. That comes through being in the battles together and all of that stuff. And, and that's what I mean by this. If, if you want to have, quote-unquote, a better supporting cast, guys around you, you're seeing it. They're being forged right now in the fire. They started out one in nine. Everyone bailed, right? Fire everybody, trade everybody. Guys got sent to G League games. But what are you seeing? They, they're they building it back up together. Hit rock bottom, and they're they're doing it. And, and that's what I, I just, I, I can't for the life of me understand how that's not Something that I would want to be a part of. A, Especially a, if I'm quote unquote the one demanding that I need all of that around me. You know? So I don't know. It's just it's interesting to me because I the point that I'm making in a long winded thing here as we go to break is my fourth phase is I almost feel like this team is moving on from him. And I don't mean like meaning like they're gonna trade. I'm talking like mentally on the court. They're they're he's not even on their minds. They're they're going out there and try to win games. Does that make sense? Like, it's almost like when I speak of the Pelicans now, it's not, oh, the team without Zion. It's Brandon Ingram and Josh. You get what I'm getting at? Like, what I, I feel like people are going to start referring to this team and really not even think about it. As remarkable as that sounds. Maybe I'm wrong. Give, give me give a buzz. 800-998-1003. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you 
that our Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003, as you just heard. It's the phone line. We'll see you on line three here in a quick sec. Questions of the day. Jordan's about to post here as well. Pelicans get the win last night. 128-125. Brandon Ingram with the game winner. Willie Green, after the game, had this to say about, again, the most important part. And Lee, I'll get to you right after this initial bite. Here's Coach Green on being able now to close out games. We're definitely getting better, um, and that's the key for us. Tonight was an example of what we were talking about early in the season, losing a lot of close games. Um, but we got we have to continue to keep give ourselves an opportunity, which we're doing. And if we continue to put ourselves in a position to win games, give ourselves an opportunity to win games, We'll do what we did tonight. Uh, that's three game winners this season, and we just have to keep doing that, working hard, competing, and at the last, you know, three four minutes of a game, if you got an opportunity to win, that's what you want as a team. Yeah, no doubt. Brandon Ingram also on the final process uh, of the shot here. Well, um, my thought was just getting the shot up. You know, um, the initial play didn't work. Jonas had a flash to the basket. I mean, to the basketball, and um, I just tried to get to an open spot, and he made the. He made the play, and I shot the shot, and it felt good coming off my hands, and uh, it went in. Well, that, Jordan, that wasn't even really the play that was drawn up, you know, improvising and making the shot. Lee, thank you for calling the show, man. What you got for us? God, man, you you know exactly what to say to make me call it because (laughs) that's what we've been saying it. Well, I've kind of been saying it since the, the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. This team wants to learn how to play without Zion. Look mm-hmm. out! And, and it seems like to me, he's he's no more, nothing more now than a team member. And when he comes back, they'll say, "Okay, Zion, how are you going to fit in with us? And not us working around you. How are you going to fit in with us? Because we got something going here. You're more more than welcome to join the team. You know, it's not your team. You're more than welcome to join the team. So." And that being said, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing because these are the things that whoever in your camp was chirping about. Well, I need this around me. I need that around me. Well, guess what? You got all of that. Now, what you going to do? Now, the spotlight is on you. Well, you know, let's get that toll, whatever you got hurt. Let's get it better, get it well, and, and join this team so we can make the push. We're keeping contact. 
We're keeping contact with the tenth spot. So now, it, hey, you need to be the you need to be the final piece that will put this team over the hump. You need to be that guy. So that's that's just it. If I'm looking at John Morant right now, I'm just looking at the people who I came out with. Right. I'm looking at R.J. Barrett, John Morant. Everybody right now is shining. You, you should, man, you should want to get out there and absolutely destroy the backboard. Every time you get a chance, just absolutely demolish whoever in front of you. I don't care if you get a charge. I don't care if they, if they get players an offensive foul. Get, have bad intentions every time you catch the ball down low. Just have extremely bad intentions. I, I can see two or three charges in the game. I don't care. They're not all going to be charges. You're going to start getting the benefit of those calls. I need to see him come back and just start dominating. The bottom line, the, 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 the table set, Gus. What else he wants? The table is set. If you can't win with this team right now, okay, who are you going to go to and win with? Because everybody else is caps, cap strap. You right. know, I don't know how many owners are going to want to go in the luxury taxes to bring you onto the team so you can go and play with uh, Durant, play with whoever. I'm just throwing names out there. I'm just like, what What more do you want, man? You got, you have all the role players you need. You just need to come back and be the man that you were drafted to be. You come back and be that man. This team is going to be a playoff team, perennial. A perennial playoff team. Look what John Morant doing with Memphis. He's got them, man, look, don't even get me started. You know, you just gonna, don't get uh, us got started, my Lee. dandruff all roughed up. What's that? Don't get us started, Lee, with John Morant. Oh, yeah. my God. J- Jordan I'm was texting me more about Ja last night until the Pels won there at the end of the game, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Hey, um, Ten straight. Ten straight. You know what is was interesting? At the end of the game, what did he say, Jordan? I, I, I am that man? Or something no, like no, that this is my city. It's, no, 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 no. Oh. Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Yeah, well, he had a few things. He was staring down some kids. <laughs> And then, and he was he was legit staring down kids in Warriors yeah. uniform. Yeah, why are you wearing Warriors, Warriors, Warriors stuff in Memphis? And then yeah, he, I got he it. Screamed out, "I'm him!" To yeah, the crowd. I'm him. Like you're that man, right? I got it. And would it be I? Apparently, a lot of people on social media, Lee, you can go ahead and look at the tape if you want for your own conclusion. He knocks down the shot, and you see him as he's turning around. The angle of the cameras from the opposite basket. And Jordan, it does look like if you lip read, he says what? This is my city. Hey, I'm not arguing that right now. That's it. Ain't that, that's the bottom line. Zion, you're a teammate. You, you don't have to be Batman. You don't have to be Batman. You could be you could be Robin. You know, you could be Cato. To the, well, to and the and here's the thing, Lee. I, I said what I said, <laughs> excuse me, the opening segment too. Not to say that you don't need, because I, I was having this discussion with General D this morning at the gym. You need this guy to play. You can't trade him before he steps on the court again, okay? There's no value. No. You're not going to get what you're going to get. And quite honestly, you want him to succeed. You want him to be better. He's the number one overall pick, okay? Yeah. I think the frustration for me and others is just like, let, let's go here. Let's let, you know, almost like let's wake up sort of feeling is kind of I get. But you need him to get back on the court. A, he doesn't want to be here. You need him to play well so you can trade him for something, right? B, Right. Or, 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 or that would be B. A, I need them to get better and, and be good so my team can win and, and, and be a top team in the NBA. Like, that's what I want. So I, I just, I, I guess the frustration level comes from, I, I don't, I don't know why you would want to be around that right now. You know, is my point. That's just me. Lee, I hear the music. I got to hit the break, man. Uh, we'll continue this conversation after this break. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Home health services in South Lafourche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Time into the conversation here. Got a question of the day, Jordan? Yes, we do. What would your response be if someone asked you what the Pelicans' identity is right now? You could comment like Gus was saying at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. Time now to visit with Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette, uh, at Scott Mimics, the way to follow over on Twitter. Scott, good afternoon. How are you? Good, man. What's going on, Gus? Uh, you know, another day, another back and forth. I kind of, I have like a bipolar thing going on with this Pelicans team. And I don't mean like my, my cheering and rooting for them. I think you're seeing them grow. My, my bipolarism sort of like, I'm excited, not at the same time, like, I'm just bummed out that this, this Zion thing doesn't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Am I the only one that wishes I'd be like, he's on that bench yesterday, congratulating BI on the three to win the game, being a part of a team that, you know, almost, I mean, was in the I game, we're looking three at games the glass. against the West. Um, you know, last week. I, I don't know. I, go ahead, Jordan. I don't think, I think we're looking at the glass half empty with this right now. I, I guess my question to you, Scott, is, do you not think he could be learning or being a part of this team's growth that we're watching before our very eyes? Because they are, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I also think that no matter what Zion was going to do, he was going to be criticized for it publicly. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think you're the only one that feels the way you do. And, but the one thing, if, like, I mean, he's an organ. Like, I would be T.O.'d if they were playing in Portland. There. You know, I mean, I remember many years ago, New Orleans Hornets days, like, Jamal Mashburn got the big deal. His knee was shot. He started missing tons of games. Rehabbing in Miami, not with the team. They played the Heat. He's not even on the bench for the Hornets. It's like, I don't think we're there right now with Zion. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he needed to, he needed to get away. I mean, I, you know, I, there's various theories of what's happening or what's not. But, you know, what's wild is like, I think because he's been gone all season and because we're at the point we are now and you're seeing all the growth and Ingram is, you know, making a strong candidate to be an all-star again. Gus, I'll be honest. I, I never even thought about Zion last night when I was watching the game. Right. Well, that's, that's what I started. That's how I started the show. the next step for this Yep. If he's there, I guess I'm thinking about it. You're thinking about it. There's all this stuff and it's all Zion's that. It's almost like you can make an argument, at least from a perception standpoint, currently with this team, it's almost just, Better for the team, and hearing Josh Hart on JJ Reddick's podcast say, "You know, we we can't think about him. Like, not that we want him. We want him. We wish him the best. But like mm-hmm. for us, we can't. We can't bank on having him at some point. If he is joins us at some point, that's awesome. But we just we can't have that sort of on the back of our mind, waiting for him or thinking he's going to be there. We just have to move forward. And I think him not being there, you know, I think I think that helps in that regard. I literally said that to open the show and. and- you know, for transparency's sake, I've not talked to you, Scott, about what I was going to say. No, no, I, so no, I, it's I, I, interesting I that you felt the same way. I told Jordan, it's like, I'm, I think we're at this point. I call it the fourth phase of the season, right? You know, you have the one in 10 start. Oh boy. Then the buy in. And then I think it was the, okay, Zion's gone. Like we need, we need, we need to find out who we are, what our, our identity is. If we're going to make the playoffs. And I think. We're getting there, if not there. And I think the fourth phase is starting, Scott. And it's what I saw last night, like you're saying, like, I'm not even thinking about Zion. Like, in the past, you mentioned the Pels, oh, when's Zion going to play? Or, uh, you know, they're doing nice, too bad they don't have Zion. Or if they get a win, boy, it'd be nice if he had Zion. Like, I almost felt like at some point in the three-hour show, 
his name would come up. And I almost yeah. feel like as of late, I'm not even thinking. I'm like you. I'm not even thinking about it. It's almost like we've moved on past it or it's, you know, but you he's are. not on this team. Because you're talking about it right now. <laughs> no, know, but like, that, but that, that's why I'm saying that I feel like I wonder if this is the next phase where I'm, right. I'm purposely right. bringing it up and his name because I feel like unless you do, you're not right now, which kind of goes to show you the growth and really whose team this is right now. Yeah, there's no question. It's, there's been this back and forth. It was B.I.'s team, Zion's rookie year. And then last year, it was B.I.'s team at the start of the season. And it was clearly Zion's team. And Zion was an all-star. He's the future. And then it's back to being B.I.'s team. And I think at least not having Zion around, it kind of stays that way. And, and, and I mean, like as Willie Green said last night, you know, Brandon Ingram is a coach's dream. This guy fits into the culture. This guy fits not I mean not just the basketball culture of the Pelicans and what we were wants to build, but into New Orleans culture. I mean he just he when he when he gets on one like he had last night, I, mean, I can't turn away from the screen. It's like it's just awesome to watch and to see him and where his confidence is. And he's a he's a great kid. But you know, I mean I, anytime I see some trade positive or some garbage on, you know, Twitter, I just you know, I keep scrolling, I don't even bother to respond right. because this is a guy that, you know, I mean, I think it, 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 it's his team. Uh, it should remain his team. I think he wants it to be his team. I don't know if he was 100% comfortable with that at first, but I think he is at this point in his career. And this is a guy that, you know, he wants to play for Willie. And I, that's, what, that's what we've been talking about the last few weeks, you know, on your show, on my show. Win or lose, I, I love that this franchise finally has a coach that, you know, there was a stretch where the players, they, they loved Bonnie and they wanted to play for him. And maybe there were a few moments here or there with Alvin, but it never really was sort of a whole team like the Stewart. Um, that's not a knock on Alvin, but certainly the culture under Van Gundy was not good. So for the first time in a long time, probably since Willie was playing for Bonnie, right, with the New Orleans Hornets, and it, it, it's been a long time since you had a team that fully wanted to play for their coach. And him and Josh Hart, not just – talk about the Pelicans, but in the past, talk about the culture in L.A. when he was there with the right. Lakers. And, you know, Magic Johnson was there, how bad it was, and he wanted a fresh start. He thought he was going to get into the world. And then Van Gundy's tenure, just Josh got to a point where he hated basketball, which is crazy to hear him say. And now he's just reinvigorated and loves the team and loves Billy. It, 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 the team, I mean, I know folks are talking about the standings and who's going to be the 10 and the 9 and all that. I just love that culturally they're in a really good place right now. Speaking with Scott Prather at Scott Mimics, the way to follow over on Twitter, ESPN Lafayette. Jordan? Scott, I kind of want to transition to New Orleans Saints football. We saw yesterday that there were reserves such future signings for the Saints, uh, some of which included Blake Bortles, quarterback, and Kevin White. What are your thoughts on just like some of the players that they've kind of signed, um, either that be for reserve or for the future? What kind of stood out to you from yesterday? I mean, uh, the hope is that it's some of the younger guys like in Easton, uh, you know, Winston, that, that can maybe progress. I think for some of the older guys with respect to the boat, like Bortles, and, and even Kevin White, I think you know what you have in those guys. Like, you're not it, – it, it, Blake Bortles certainly, I mean, at best, the future third-string quarterback, at best, you know, for the Saints. Um, right. Kevin White is what he is with respect. So – in terms of the future reserves, you know, the names that stand out usually more in this contract are more familiar names like Kevin Weather or Blake Bortles. But I'm always looking at, you know, are there one or two guys in that bunch that have, you know, a roster spot and, and you know, have a high ceiling that we're just kind of seeing start to scratch the surface. But it's anybody's guess, you know. I mean, Quan, what, Quan Baker was in that group. I like, I like him in college. I like what he showed on special teams this year. Those are the guys I pay more attention to than the, the Bortles and the Whites who will hang around, be on the team in the training camp. And, you know, if you get right at both positions, the reality is neither of them is going to be on the active roster next September. Speaking with Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. Scott, so the season comes to an end. Obviously, the Rams did it to us again. And it is what it is. Uh, how, uh, there, there how did things you I s- want to say about the Rams that I, I, I just yeah, I can't right. say it on the radio. I, just, you know, I, I know, I know. 
So let me ask you this. It was kind of one of our questions of the day on Monday. And I think I asked you this last week about what did you learn from the Saints. When you look at not only Sunday in the win from the interception by Debo, Jordan getting sacks, you know, Taysom Hill looked nice. Um, and Trevor Simeon, really. I mean, the offense scoring touchdowns, moving the football, just in all, man. What, what, what's your closing thoughts on the Saints season? The future's bright, man. Future's bright, even with the team being, you know, over the cap by sixty mil projection. All this, and we, we I'm not going to go off into a cap tangent and what it means or what it doesn't mean. But there, there was questions for years, guys, right, about what it was going to be like when Brees was gone for years. And then, you know, he kept playing as he got older, and other guys kept playing as they got older. It was like maybe this will happen longer than we thought. And then finally. It finally came to be, and you know, to finish with a winning record with 58. You're only the only one player started every game this year, and it was Paulson Debo, which is wild. I mean, no other player on the team started 16 games all season. So to have that, you know, all, all that they've been through this year, and then to see, you know, like a Malcolm Jenkins, right, one of the leaders, and guys share that message of being proud of what they accomplished, even though it's kind of a hollow feeling of not being in the postseason, which is a real bummer. Um, I think the future's bright. I mean, we talked about it, right? You, I think the quarterback next year is either Jameis Winston or Russell Wilson. And and I think certainly if it's Russ, you're right there in the Super Bowl mix. And if it's Jameis, yeah. you know, you never know. I mean, you're certainly back into the playoff mix. You're certainly back in the divisional, you know, uh, can you win the division, that type of deal. Um you know, shore up the old line, get, 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 get Thomas back. I know there's right. a lot of work to do, but I think we, we for, you know, a stretch of time might have said, gosh, when Breeze hangs it up and, and the cap and, and the piper and there's going to be one or two really lean seasons. Well, this was a lean season, and they finished 9-8 and eight and, you know, an overtime Rams bungle away from, from getting into the postseason, and that's <laughs> – that's not a bad uh, lost season, as well, because uh, I, I think shows about the culture and yeah, the future's bright, man. I'm I'm excited about next season. I'm about when when it when training camp rolls around, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be anxious. I'm gonna be really anxious and excited. I right, uh, got about two minutes left here, Scott. So let's kind of get your thoughts on this. It was a, another thing that we threw up yesterday. Who is your offensive? And defensive MVP for the Saints this year? Defensive MVP is tomorrow, Davis, for sure. Um, you know, I think I think Davenport is the biggest disruptor. I think he makes maybe the D line that much better, but you, you can't you can't be a Ferrari with an engine that runs, you know, sixty, seventy percent of the time. You know, with Davis that that engine's always running and he's a leader in the locker room, he's a leader on the field. He, I think, I think really was the MVP of the team this year. I know it wasn't his best statistical season, but he just he just means that much. And offensively, I mean, I guess I mean, where do you even go? I guess you just got to go Camara. I mean, he I know he missed a long stretch of games, but Thomas missed the whole season. You had a bunch of different quarterbacks. Your own line. I mean, I, if you want to make a case for Eric McCoy, sure, but it's it's Alvin Camara. I mean, because whenever he was in there. There was a different feel. There was a different element, and it, it whether if it was Simeon a quarterback or Taysom Hill a quarterback, if Kamara was playing, you felt different about the Saints' chances that day. You know, you felt different about, and, and with the one exception of the Miami game, and let's be honest, they were never going to win that game because it was Kamara and, and the JV squad for the most part. But I would say the rest of the season, I, I, I don't know. I mean, is there is there another direction you guys would go with either one of those? I went with Callaway simply because you almost had him making three straight games of 100 yards reception, 698, 700 yards, let's call it, four different quarterbacks. If he caught a few more balls, if the quarterback play was a little bit better, if you had your tackles, I know there's a lot of ifs, but he almost was a 1,000-yard receiver. You know, He had six touchdowns, led the team. Um, defensively, I went with the Debo, and the reason I went with the Debo is because he was one of the biggest questions going into the season. And so much so the team traded, you know, before the season started for a cornerback who never started. And quite honestly, 
He he tied. He was fifth in tackles, tied for the team lead in interceptions with three, with three other players. And he's a non-story. Like, he's a non-story. Scott, I don't know how many Mondays you started your show by saying the Saints blew it. You know, okay, Jordan brought it up even better. Eli Apple. Paulson Adebo was not Eli Apple. More Saints fans would call and complain during the game or after the game about Eli Apple and how they had to get rid of him. You know what I'm getting at? Like, no one does that about Paulson Adebo to, to the point where one, now. There was one Monday they did. The loss to the Falcons. Now, it's, it's kind of unfair because it was just a Well, the whole team didn't show up for a, that one. It was, it was a, but you know how it is. It's a big moment. You come roaring back, you take the lead, and then, oh, God, you get beat right there. It's not fair to him, but. There were some calls on that Monday, and that's that's few and far between. Look, Adebo was a great story. That was the point. <laughs> like I said earlier, he's the only guy on the team that started every game this year. Which, is, again, somebody tells you like, the number of things we could point to, whether it be that, whether it be the fifty-eight different starters, whether it be you know three different quarterbacks starting four games or more, uh, four different quarterbacks. I-, I give you just like one of those guys. You're like, oh. Saints are you know, maybe five, six wins this year. I give them all to you before the season. Oh, dude, you're you're pounding the under on win total. You're like, oh, Saints are going to you know, be drafted in first or second next year. And there they were with a winning record. So right on the doorstep. So yeah, man, I mean, Debo, I, I wouldn't look, put him as the MVP, but I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you about his accolades this year for sure. All right. There you go. Scott Prather at Scott Mimics. Sorry to follow on Twitter, ESPN Lafayette. If you're driving in around the air, if not, with technology, you could always just click it on in the morning if you want to listen to Scott. Starting next week, sir, we'll start looking at some of the questions uh, moving forward. As always, I appreciate the time. Thank you and enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Scott. You got it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, For sure. I'm Wayne. We'll come to you right out of break. And then Coach G as well. We'll do that. So a little soccer, a little Wayne. Sports Hangover next on ESPN New Orleans. From Greg LeBlanc Toyota, it's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Jordan Kleiman wearing his Pelican sweatshirt. Nice. We need a new phrase for the Pelicans. We do? Under the Willie Green era. Like, no, mine's the best. Don't look now. They could go for everything. I'm t- we'll go back to it. You're right. Don't look now. Don't look now. Don't look now. The Oz team. Yep. Pat G. Conterry on the on-deck circle or just warming up on the pitch, I guess we will say to that. First, like Wayne, that. give me uh, give me your best, you know, two, three minutes. What you got, Wayne? Oh, I'm not going to need two or three minutes because <laughs> I'm not a ranter and a raver. Okay. Um, 
two points, and I'll hang up and let you uh, let you comment on. Uh, number one, when you have an eight-point lead, as they did last night going into the fourth quarter, and you win by three, that is not closing out a game. That is hanging on. Have a ten-point lead or more after an eight-point lead, and then that, that's called closing out. Number two, the New York Giants, and soon to be this weekend or next weekend, the Dallas Cowboys will both be looking for head coaches. Quit worrying about Dennis Allen or worried about make sure Sean Payton is locked up for a few more years oh. if he was employed by both of those organizations. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. I don't know if I completely agree on the holding on. I mean, look, you can look at it both eight ways. Point, eight point lead with like but, a twelve minute quarter. But, that's a, that's the, the, the reason why I say I don't agree with the with the hanging on is because the way that eight point lead closed out was because Anthony Edwards made ridiculous threes and he's he's really good. Like if holding on is defensive assignment breakdowns, wide open threes, things of that nature, like. That's barely home. And at the end of the day, I don't care if you hold on or not. This organization and the Pels have had a history of not even being able to do that. Like, that's the point. Um, and again, today, when you pop up in the standings, it's, it's another number in the win column that, you know, nobody's grading the type of wins. So I, I'm not going to say, you know, it's a hold on. They earned it. They made the shots. And more importantly, Anthony Edwards make the shots. Graf texted me last night at the end of the game. Minnesota's tough. I mean, they, they, they're that, tough for the Pelicans. They're, they're a like good you team. Always say Beverly. I mean, like those are legit dudes on that team. I mean, that's a tough team, there, and they hit shots. So no. Um, the other thing they was talking about about Peyton securing the jobs with Dallas and the Giants. Look, Joe Judge has been fired. He got fired yesterday, <laughs> and um. Dallas, I, I, I'd be shocked if they fire Mike McCarthy. I mean, I if they lose to the 49ers, I, I don't see that happening. Regardless, I've said this already. And, and, and Wayne, just hear me out. I think as long as Jerry Jones is running that organization and his son Steven's in next in line, I, 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 I don't say never, but I just don't see Sean going to an environment or a place where he doesn't have the control, the power, the relationship with the owner like he has. He doesn't he want to go to New York. He has a lot of stuff. That's Dallas. That's Dallas. New York, all I'm going to leave you is with this, and we'll get to Coach G. Yesterday, Joe Judge was fired. Two seasons. The previous head coach, two seasons. The previous, previous head coach, two seasons. In the last six years, they have fired three coaches that have lasted Two seasons. They're not looking for another general manager. I Again, why would you leave an environment where it's it, it's it's been built? You just, you show up and now it's tinkering here, tinkering there. Why would you go try to reinvent the wheel in a different and two highly pressured environments and markets? And I'm telling you, if you have heard that guy say next question when poor Catherine Terrell just wants to know someone's injured, then I, I'm just telling I'm telling That's you that guy. I'm just telling you that guy ain't handling Dallas and New York. And I know he worked there, but he worked there as a coordinator. And in both places he worked, he was demoted. By the way, from the and I know that was before his head coach. I get it. I'm just telling you, they're booing Julius Randle in New York. After he had, he had the most improved season, he was all star, all NBA. Boom! Brought him to the playoffs. on Terry, thank you for holding on, sir. How are you today? Uh, life is good. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well, doing man. Good, uh, you know, this is how it is. Right, the I'm new year, here. new teams right. are getting closer, getting closer. I have it on a sticky note, Jan- uh, January 27th and 30th. So, little time away. Any latest mm-hmm. developments since we last chatted? Uh, any more Americans going to play overseas? How is that that roster sort of going here? I, I know when we last talked, you, you're you're trying to get these two wins to. I don't know if it clinches you, but you know it, it would go a long way, right? Are we approaching mm-hmm. this month's games, the two of them uh, against Salvador and Canada? As if you win them, you're in it. Uh, don't even forget uh, Honduras on the second of February. So these three games coming up, I think we'll either score the minimum seven 
or get all nine points. And like you said, if we even win two of those games, that really kind of solidifies us a really good chance of moving on to the, the next stage. So, yeah, this is kind of, I wouldn't say make or break us, but more points we get um, the next couple of weeks is going to set us up for, for perfection. And especially right now, since Canada is number one, we're America. This is kind of our sport more than theirs. So there might be a little bit more of a uh, more of a gusto for us to win it because, well, then if we beat them, we become first place so there's a lot of kind of a pull right now but uh, the biggest thing is yeah we're having uh, the major transfer window going on right now in europe and a lot of things are happening with um some of the americans but mostly um in in england a lot of the players are actually leaving england going to other markets right now um what i'm seeing um some of our younger boys are getting looked at by the second and third uh, tier teams in uh, germany as well as england um i think one or two guys i forgot their names offhand sorry about that um, is over in Italy right now. So yes, we're getting over there. My thing is, can they come back? Were there, uh, are their clubs allow them to be released to come back for those days? So right now, what I'm reading about with Christian Pulisic and, uh, Sergio Des, sounds like everyone is becoming healthy. They're playing for their, uh, the regular teams right now. They're getting some good minutes. So it sounds like our core stud players who are playing for the first tier, our uh, first level of uh, European soccer, they're getting healthy. And that's going to be a huge um, push for us as we get closer and closer to the final kind of games of, uh, of uh, qualification right now. So re- everything that I'm kind of reading and kind of looking at right now, we're sitting very good um, in our future, our near future. And the biggest thing is our health. It looks like we're on the right path right now. Going up, we're being healthy, uh, making proper uh, precautions with uh, COVID and stuff like that. Cause that's going all throughout Europe right now. But it seems like England's getting a little better. So right there, most of our guys are in England. So hopefully that uh, that whatever you want to call it, the, the bacteria, the, the virus is going to stay away. Uh, but right now we're looking good. We're looking very healthy. And uh, it's good to see that the EPL is coming back this weekend. They had the FA Cup last weekend, which is kind of uh, devastation for Arsenal. But this is the type of cups where you have these small teams from fourth tier, fifth tier, go against these big boys. And this is the second time that Nottingham Forest, I'm not saying that Robin Hood had anything to do with it, but Nottingham Forest beat Arsenal 1-0. Um, twice in the last couple of years to knock them up in the fourth round. So um, it's the greatest thing about those kind of tournaments that any little small team can rise up. Um, I don't know if you, have, you guys saw over the week in the last couple of days, but the Tunisia versus Mali soccer game in the AFCON Cup. And the AFCON Cup is just like what America's going through. We, they got to qualify for, uh, for their local tournaments to get into the sure. World Cup. And this is such a crazy game. I've never heard any kind of uh, information like this. So I'm doing all my research. Mm-hmm. I read that the ref stopped the game in the 85th minute. 85th he minute. Thought, I saw the video this morning. He stopped it. It was crazy. Minute, looked at his yeah. watch and then just walked off. And, and everyone's like, uh, what's going on? Then he called the game two minutes and then they brought everyone back on the field and in the 87th minute started the game. Then the 89th, he called off the game again. So they didn't even get the full 90 for the second time. Pulling so we, in the second back. half, we have a red card. We have drink breaks. Yeah. Plural. Not even one. Plural. Like, the second half of that game, I wish I watched it live, but it seemed like a complete crap show. But uh, um, I'm reading stuff like that, the Tunisia and, and Mali game, if you guys have ever have a chance to watch the replays or the highlights, please watch it. It sounds interesting. No, it was incredible, uh, I, and I don't mean that in, in a positive way. One um, of the other things I wanted to ask you about, too, obviously it started here at noon, and that is the um, over in Spain you got the, the Supercopa going on, Barcelona mm-hmm. and Real Madrid. Okay. How, how, mm-hmm. uh, how what kind of matchup is here? Well, this is more or less a true test of, uh, of Xavi, the new uh, Barcelona manager, as well as to see what he is trying to implement in Barca because right now they are looking horrible. It looks like they're in disarray. Um, players are looking to leave Barcelona, and you never really hear that. You want you always heard people are staying there as long as possible, but with Messi leaving, it really messed up that team from the top down. Um, so when Barcelona is trying to sign a lot of these players, they can't. There's the money issues right now. So Real Madrid is sitting pretty. They're like like I said last week, and kind of my saying is they're hitting on all cylinders. So Barcelona in this game is kind of a gut check to see where they are, where they need to go. But right now, it should be Real Madrid. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at a 4 nothing win. And that is going to be huge for that kind of series. Wow. Now, I understand there's a huge competition and huge rivalries. But the quality, the actual quality of the players right now, it just seems to be so one-sided. 
And again, Barcelona, they're trying to fix up uh, front office stuff. They're still trying to figure out who they are this year. Obviously, you thought you're going into the season with the best, one of the best players in the in the entire game. All of a sudden, you don't have them as a, as a, as a coach, as a manager. You you like what the heck is going on and try to reel from that. And right. every single game counts. Every point counts. Like so, my heart does go out to Xavi, but always good to see once in a while a big team like that kind of fall. I like to see some of the underdogs kind of rise up and kind of see um, other town, other teams kind of get a piece of that cake. So. Um, I think Real Madrid have it easy on paper, but again, until they actually play the game, you really don't know. So a big rivalry, but I think uh, Real Madrid have it easily. Pat Gicontari, Coach G's like like to call him as well, getting closer to the next couple of national Can't games. Wait. In the meantime, we will keep you posted each and every Wednesday right around this time, sir. As always, man, appreciate yes, it. Have a good weekend. I right, got you too. Take care. Yeah, for sure. Here he goes. Pat Gicontari, music, uh, music. Hour number one is in the books.